Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Kelly Nash. Good morning. Let's talk about it. Things we can talk about tomorrow. It's tomorrow's show today. All right. We have a uh, email. I hear you guys talking about if somebody's a jerk or not, mm-hmm. and I have a question. <laughs> that means you're a jerk. No, 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 no. She's actually writing about something else. Oh. She says, my boyfriend keeps calling our waiters by their first name at the restaurant, and I feel like that's disrespectful. Like He says, hey, Billy, can you get me another soda? And I'm like, that's rubbing me the wrong way. What? I mean, the name tag probably says Billy. What are yeah. you supposed to call him? I, should I ask Billy? Excuse me. I didn't mean to be so informal. What's your last name? Broadway. Mr. Broadway, could I have another cup? <laughs> Billy <code>? Broadway. <laughs> Billy Broadway with you. <laughs> Serving uh, you all night. <laughs> I love doing that, too. I love looking at people. Do you do that when you're being served or even when you're at the cash register at the at Publix I or whatever? I, I, I always. And I'll if I don't know how to pronounce it. I like to take my best guess at it and see if I get it right. Yesterday I got it right. It was Leah. See, just I, spelled differently. I had heard. Now I'm wondering if this is a generational thing, right? We're in our fifties. Late. I'm in my mid to late fifties, and you're I'm in, in your my sixties. Yeah. So we're of a different era. Um, when I was young, and when you were young, we were told people like hearing their first name they love hearing their name they enjoy that sure and if you call them by their name that's a way of showing them respect and also endearing yourself to them now obviously if the person is much older than you uh well that's i think that's more of a northern thing the northern thing was if they were like a generation ahead of you then you would call them mister down here, it seems, and we would never call them by their first name. So down here, I was like, I was shocked when kids were calling me Mr. Kelly. I'm like, what that? What is that? Yeah. And then they said, no, that's a Southern thing. So it's different from gotcha. the North to the South. Sure. Up there, it would have been Mr. Nash. Down here, it's Mr. Kelly. Uh-huh. Um, but. <laughs> An attempt at being formal. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, the idea of me being middle-aged talking to another middle-aged or younger or even older now. I mean, if I'm talking to a 70-year-old, I'm, I'm probably feeling like, well, I mean, he's only 12 years older than me. It's not like it's like mm-hmm. he's a big deal. So I would I would probably just call him. If, I, if he was wearing, like he's a Walmart greeter yeah. and he's got, I'm Bob okay. or whatever, I'm saying, hey, Bob, hope you're having a great day. Right. She feels like that's disrespectful. I'm wondering if that's a generational thing where younger people have been Interesting. kind of brought up with the idea of you don't okay. use people's first names. I, I obviously need to be them. schooled up on how that can be disrespectful. Because she says it seems disrespectful and it seems a little too intimate. So, I, you know what? It might be, now she's referencing Billy as the, guy, as the waiter. Okay. But I could also see, because I do, whether they're male or female, I try to use their first name. If they have a name tag on, um, I could see where a woman who is not completely confident that their husband or boyfriend was not a cheater 
would feel uncomfortable if he started calling the waitress, especially an attractive waitress, hey, Lisa. Oh, gotcha. Now it is making it more intimate. But yeah. maybe I'm concerned because I don't want you getting intimate with people. <laughs> but but she actually referenced a guy here, so that's that. It's not a. I'm trying to remember the thing. girl and the grocery store. Her name's going to come to me in a minute, because I'm so used to looking at people's name tags and so used to referencing it. Oh. Oh, I know what it was. So. I walked up to this girl. Now, Sally says I flirt with every woman. You do. So <laughs> I walk up to this girl. Now, she is much younger than any girl, even if I were single at my age, much younger than any girl I would seriously hit on. All right. So this girl's like 21. Yes. Okay. So I, in any comment that I make in reference to her, that would be a flirting comment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I automatically claim that as a that's 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 a blank i'm just firing a blank i'm not even trying to hit a target here i'm just firing a blank okay you're shooting in the air like wiley coyote or uh, like a yosemite saying that's right i'm just firing <laughs> blanks just having a good time which is not un- unlike me so i'll walk up and start engaging this girl and maybe it was something she was wearing i've forgotten what it was but i made some reference that that Plainly, if I were 20 years younger, would have been me hitting on her. Oh. And I'm looking now at her name tag, and now she's made a reference back to me, kind of like she's flirting. Oh. And I'm looking at her name tag, and I said, okay, I'm drawing a complete blank on the pronunciation of your name. And she says, it's amorous. Oh. And I said, well, <laughs> hell. Of course you are. <laughs> and, and you would accuse <laughs> me of flirting. Yeah. Well, look at you. Well, yes, you are very amorous. Amorous? Uh, they, uh, How did your mom know you're going to end up looking this good? She's just living up to the name she was given. Amorous. What a great <laughs> name. A little more endearing than the other girl I met recently. Her, and I've met two of them, and both of them worked at the grocery stores. Their names were Isis. Oh, my gosh. Both of them named Isis, spelled different ways. Isis. I, uh, that, that reminds <sighs> me of the James Bond movie. Where uh, he's on the plane, he's wait, he he's been drugged. He wakes up. <laughs> that was a James Bond line. And, the, and, and the, uh, the lady's talking to him, and he says, "And what's your name?" And she says, "I'm Pussy Galore." Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, "I must be dreaming." <laughs> <laughs> that it was like 1967 or something. That movie oh, came out. That's that funny. The day. I'd forgotten about meeting Amorous. I'm yeah. glad we talked about that. Yes, yes. If Sally had been there, she would have been livid. Mm. I I remember there was a, also a story. I'm I'm going to misrepresent it a little bit. I'm sure, but Benjamin Franklin apparently was known to get around. Oh, back oh in many the day. continents. Yeah. And he was back in France or something. It was something. party time in France. It's always Benjamin party time. When, ben, when Ben comes to town, <laughs> making it rain. Woo! And he's going to be here several months because it took him at least you know a month yeah. to get here by ship. So uh, apparently he was flirting with a, a a lady at one of their fancy balls or something. And the woman apparently made it apparent to him and others in the group that she was into it. And he said, and I can't remember the exact line. I was trying to look it up real quick. I haven't found it. But it's a lot. He said something like, 
my dear, I'm afraid I've now reached the age where a yes would be fatal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway. Uh, maybe we can I'm get not as f- good as I once was, the way Toby Keith wrote it. Yeah, and I, I can't do it the way I once did. <laughs> um, so maybe we'll, get, we'll find out about you. Are you just a flirt as well? That's another thing that we could talk about. Are you just flirting because it's fun? You actually don't even want a yes. You just no. like to flirt. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want a yes. Yeah, well, I mean, so that's, but that, that could be a whole subject matter. We could do a whole other segment on that. Um, Jonathan, I, I feel bad. I'm not going to, I'm trying not to laugh, but I, I find myself laughing at a somewhat serious situation here. Uh, I've shown you the, see, and I'm laughing, just look at it again. <laughs> I, this is, this is bad of me. Um, Paris Hilton posted a photo of her and her baby. I can't believe you're going to talk about Instagram. this. And one concerned follower wrote, does he have, I believe it's pronounced encephalitis. That's the way you pronounce it. And I, I'm not exactly sure. I could probably, I probably should have Googled it before I did. Encephalitis is inflammation of the brain. Okay. So that's what that is. Um, it has they, nothing to do with the size of your head if you have encephalitis. Idiot. But if you're but if you're if you're three months old and you have inflammation of the head then or of the brain, then your skull is so soft it still moves. Okay, quite possibly. So she, this and then somebody else wrote, "Y'all just leave him alone. He's got a lot on his mind." <laughs> um, Paris Hilton's child does have a massive noggin, and it's not like the whole head is massive. It seems to get bigger at about his eyes and like go out like a light bulb. I don't know. Now I'm, that's mean. That's a legit description of the child. His head is wider at the top than it is at his ears. I'm looking at it right now. That kid's the top of his head is casting a shadow on his ears. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Wow. But his head is massive. And she says, Y'all are sick. And, you know, she's very upset about it. Um, Is it ever okay? Like, that lady who said encephalitis, I'm guessing that's like a nurse or something. We hear stories a lot of people saying, hey, I noticed a a thing on your tongue when you were speaking, or I saw a thing on your ear. You need to get that looked at. Go to a doctor. Yeah. I mean, could this not just – can you ever say that to somebody about their baby? If you don't know him very well, like, hey, I notice your kid's eye is a little crooked. Oh, but somebody told me the other day there's someone. I'm going to get into who's and who's, okay? The who's and who's. The who's and who's of the story I'm not going to get into. But someone, Sally told me this yesterday, someone uh, was concerned that I look pre-diabetic. What does that even mean? I don't know. I, you're right. I am pre I don't have diabetes, so it's pre-diabetic. <laughs> I'm pre-diabetic. <laughs> I don't know, and is that something that that someone should have said to me? Maybe they didn't know you well enough. They felt more comfortable telling Sally. I think he's pre-diabetic. And then get that in Sally's mind, and then Sally will say, you got to go to the doctor and get looked at. So I was looking it up a day before yesterday. I'm like, well, let's say I am pre-diabetic. All right. Okay, so let's go to igotcancer.com or WebMD, whatever Mm -hmm. it's called. I just did a Google search. Symptoms of pre-diabetes. And it was like, or, or hot, uh, it was like overweight. You need to lose eleven percent of your body fat. I'm like, very specific. Eleven percent. Eleven percent. I'm like, <laughs> look, um, I'm like three pounds over my goal at one eighty 
seven. Mm-hmm. And I think right now I'm down to 184. So I think I'm right. Because if I start losing more than 184, my face my face starts looking gaunt like a Halloween costume. Okay. So I'm good at 184. Can't you just do a blood sugar test and find out if it's high? Well, I didn't have that available at the house. Well, I'm saying, but you could go sure. get that done if you were. Well, I'm about to have concerned. my blood done again for the, our annual checkups and all that. But oh, have them look at your A1C number. Yeah, I mean, n- nobody's ever mentioned we got a concern about your A1C. And remember, back in COVID, I put on my COVID nineteen. Oh, we all did. Oh, well, oof, everybody did. I forever up. put it on. But yeah, if I lost eleven percent of my body weight, I would look like a skeleton. So, are you upset that they said you looked? pre-diabetic well, I was or saying, now ups- i'm wondering why didn't you just come tell me this and what what is about me looks pre-diabetic is it oh. um, you, you think i'm looking pale no you don't look pale you're very tanned and how do you tell with the dark-skinned guy whether he's looking pale i, I look i don't look as dark skin had not considered interesting that. so i don't know is it my did you see me and i had bloodshot eyes that had nothing to do with it <laughs> that was the damn gamecocks <laughs> gamecock football <laughs> Anyway, so like, kind of like with that. Should you mention it? Should you mention it or just let that slide? Somebody's you got you have a legit, especially about babies. People are very yeah. sensitive about their children, especially like every parent thinks their child is adorable. Sure, not every child is adorable. No, but they are to the parent, especially when you're talking to them. It's a precious little baby boy. It is precious. Anyway. Moving on, Jonathan, we've got a new thing here. I know you and I don't really drink wine, but according to this, the wine experts say to enjoy a glass of red wine at its best, of course you need to let it breathe. Everybody knows that. All the wine connoisseurs have been talking about that. You don't just crack it and go, grip it and rip it. They don't do that with the red wine. You got to let it mingle with the oxygen, but they say here's a trick. Rather than let, because they're saying the experts say it takes an hour to two hours to let it properly oxygenate. I didn't realize it was that long. I think I've opened up wine usually about five, ten minutes before we start drinking it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I guess I have not been doing it right. Anyway, if you want to drink it sooner, take that milk frothing wand that you use for your coffee and put that into the bottle of wine. And stir it. And stir it up. Hmm. Get it going. Or I guess you wouldn't put it in a bottle. You'd put it in probably, glass. That bottle would go into a decanter. A decanter. If you're a yes. true wine, yes. wino, you get the decanter. Put that into your box. <laughs> yeah i can't stir it it's in a box just shake it <laughs> that's great uh and what i had one more you know, it's funny because i was thinking again i think i told you this story a long time ago but the very first time i was at dinner and the young lady wanted to order a bottle of wine oh okay well i, I told her up front i said look i'm not really a wine connoisseur I'm not a wine drinker i'm not opposed to it i just don't know anything about it so right. you'll have to select it, or I could ask for a recommendation. So the waiter came by, and I said, hey, we want to get a bottle of wine. 
I'm really not a wine connoisseur, but can you ask her what kind of wine she likes so you can help us pick out a great bottle of wine? Sure. So they had a conversation. She comes back. So now he comes back and he pops the cork and he hands it to me. Mm. So I move the cork under my nose. Oh, very sophisticated. I'm like, I'm again, I'm not I'm not a wine kind of sort I don't know but, what I'm smelling. But, but I, I like it so far. And he pours a little bit into the, the glass and hands it to me. Yes. I swirl it around. Mm, oh, you gotta see the kind of legs it's got. Yeah. I swirl it around. <laughs> okay. And then I tasted it. Right, and um, I said, you know, again, we need to pour some for the lady. Yeah, that's about. I think it's great, but what do I know? So we did. And she said that's perfect. So oh, we enjoyed the bottle of wine. So oh. I was telling my friend about that, and he goes, "Brother, if you're not, if you don't know anything about wine, how did you know to take the cork and smell it, and then take the glass and swirl it? I mean, you, you watched Fantasy Island. I said, <laughs> no, of all places." Where I learned where I learned that was the Beverly Hillbillies. Beverly Hillbillies was another great. <laughs> they show. were giving Jethro one of those yeah. society etiquette classes, etiquette classes yeah. and that's where I learned I learned it as a six year old watching the Beverly Hillbillies. Did you ever try it with like your bottle of Pepsi or whatever? You sniff the, <laughs> the cap of that, <laughs> swirl it around. She thought I was so sophisticated. I was sitting there like Jethro. Yeah, I don't know anything. <laughs> Texas tea. Um, you know, and that's a reference, Jonathan, to a show that I don't imagine people under the age of 40 are even aware of the Beverly Hillbillies, right? That, that show was in reruns until it, somewhere in the, like the late seventies, early eighties. And then mm-hmm. they, I don't think it's on anywhere. I mean, now you can find, you can find anything somewhere. Well, it's weird because I see like Yahoo, they'll put up those, what you didn't know about granny, yeah. you know, and you click on it, it's a television show. So, but you know, I'm thinking... I've thought about this before. Some of these older shows must have some recognition, or Yahoo, who serves the world of all ages, five to death, would not have it featured prominently on their page. Well, think so about it's how many be people. Relatable. Well, I think there's two things going on there. One, there are a bunch of fifty and up people who have watched it and enjoyed it and want to. That is clickbait for them. And sure. two, I also think Yahoo changes their home screen. To fit the, oh, that's true. the things that so you are known as you you're probably already infamous on there as a well known uh, Andy Griffith fan. Yes, <laughs> he knows everything there is to know about Andy Griffith. So of course that would fit He's into pushing your stuff towards me that would be yeah. on the feed for me. You're right. I don't know why I wasn't thinking clearly. That's but, exactly what they're doing. But even if for a general pu- public, the, the older folks would love to to learn about Granny and Jethro and. Uh, what well, you mentioned the other day you started streaming the Honeymooners for God's sake. I did. I don't remember the honeymooners. Uh, I'm trying to think. Of some no moonlighting. Moonlighting. Sorry. Moonlighting from the '80s. Okay. Um, my, uh, but I'm bringing all that up because Cher is talking about her boyfriend, some guy named Alexander Edwards, who's a male model. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is 40 years younger than her. Wow. Most of us will never be in a relationship like a romantic relationship no. with somebody who's 40 years younger than you, unless you're going to go to prison. Uh, he happens to be 37, and she's 77. Um, but she does. She, I guess, she did an interview last night with Extra, and she was talking about what they like about each other and blah blah blah. And then she said, uh, "We, I often make references that he has no idea what I'm talking about. 
like I was talking, I was telling a story and I compared something to Clark Gable. And he was like, who? Who? Who's Clark Gable? Now that's on the very end of my ability to reference that because I did see Gone with the Wind. If I hadn't seen Gone with the Wind, I don't think I would know who Clark Gable was. And he was in a bunch of movies. Oh, he was like the biggest thing ever in like the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Sure. So when she was a youngster, she probably grew up idolizing Clark, or not idolizing, but romancing Clark Gable. Oh my God, you're like Clark Gable. (laughs) But the the idea of making references like that younger people don't get. Maybe it's you are the younger person and you didn't know what they were talking about, or perhaps you're making references to your kids or somebody else and they don't get what you're talking about. I was telling Jonathan, uh, we belong to this, it's funny to call it a yacht club because the biggest boat there was probably 22 feet. Um, but that's what it was called, the Glastonbury Yacht Club. It okay. sounded so fancy. It does sound it, fancy. Oh, it was it was the furthest thing from fancy. I can guarantee you. Okay. Uh, it was like be it'd be like joining a hunting club. That, okay. that was the equivalent. A lot of camo was worn. All right. A lot of beers were slung back there mm-hmm. at the end of a dirt road. That's where they were in the middle of nowhere. And one of the guys there, at, I we started going there when I was I don't know eight nine years old. I was a youngster. So I saw that guy for probably close to 10 years. I probably stopped going when I was like 17, something like that. So from like 8 to 17, I would see this guy maybe eight times a year. And every time he saw me, I don't even know how he put the the names together. I guess because my name is Kelly. To him, that sounded like killer. So he changed my name to Killer Kowalski. Killer Kowalski. I had no idea what this guy was calling. I have no idea. And it wasn't until I was probably in my 20s or 30s that I suddenly had access to a new thing called the internet. Yeah. Where they were talking about like great wrestlers of the 50s. Okay. And Killer Kowalski's name came up. I said, oh my gosh, the guy was calling me a pro wrestler that he grew up with in the 50s. (laughs) Killer Kowalski, how are you, kid? You know, that's one of the things that I think is sad for America, and there are several, (laughs) but I will just stick on this one, is that if you look back, and we could even talk about this as being an unrelatable, if you look back at some of the greatest finales for television shows, MASH, MASH. MASH was the most watched finale in television history. They talk about the water levels. Shara's boyfriend probably doesn't even know about the TV show MASH. But the weird thing is with, like, the streaming and stuff. Yeah. So I was talking to a woman who's 31 years old. She's dating uh, a friend of mine. He is 43. Okay. He never watched MASH. Obviously, she never watched MASH. But she's found it on some streaming thing like Prime, uh-huh. and she's addicted to it now. And he's it like, "It's a great show." He's like, "I don't really like it. I'm not really into yeah. it." But every time, every time he comes over her house, we're watching Mash, Mash. buddy. Like it's so, like 1979 all over again. But the point being is that you know we had so many shared commonalities with television. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there were three major networks, and that was it. <laughs> Other than PBS, it was ABC, NBC, and CBS. And if you have one of the shows, you had a show on one of those channels, you had a large number of Americans who were watching the show, if for no other reason, because of the limited selection of availability on any given Tuesday night at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock or whatever. 
But we don't have that commonality anymore because we have so many different platforms and so many different, even in audio, so many different ways to listen to audio. So we don't have the commonality we used to have. And that becomes a relatable issue, even with people in your own age group now. Because if Kelly's into a show I'm not watching, he may have a funny line out of a movie he saw that I haven't seen. Um, So it would be something that would be totally unrelatable. So we've got more unrelatables coming seemingly every day. It's not just age differences, but certainly age difference is a tremendous generational gap, no pun intended, or no no redundancy intended. That that age difference does make it seemingly unbridgeable. Well, you know, I as you talk about that, I think about how rare that was. What a what a sliver of time that was in American history. Because if you go back before radio, so say the mid twenties is when radio kind of came into prominence. So pre nineteen twenty five, okay, all the way previous, there was multiple different newspapers uh, sure. you know even in one town you might have three or four different newspapers that were being distributed uh, obviously no national broadcasts uh, you know and if you get back before the 1700s there was like no newspapers there was no possible way of sharing experiences with your fellow citizens that weren't in your proximity then you get to the 20s or more like the 30s is when american radio really took off and they were doing radio shows. They weren't doing, they weren't doing music. They were doing like the Shadow Nose sure. or whatever. So you had that. That began Little Orphan that, Annie. Yeah, that began that thing probably in the late '30s, as you said, till the I'd say mid '80s. So we had like a 50-year window in American history where we all kind of had the same experiences or very similar experiences. Like, I remember everybody in my class watched Roots. That's right. We all watched it. We all, you know, uh, as recently as American Idol, I mean, we say we all watched American Idol. That's not true. It was like 30 million Americans. Right. So there was like another 300 million not watching it. Exactly. But but that was a very popular thing that we could all talk about. Even if you didn't watch American Idol, you kind of knew what happened on it. Kind of like I didn't watch NFL this week, but I know what Taylor Swift wore. Yeah. Um, so, but the, but this idea of shared experiences was such a a brief moment in time, but it was such a wonderful thing where we could all re you know go to class the next day or right. go to work or wherever you were, and you could make a reference to what Barney said last night, and yeah. everybody knew it. Everybody talking about Barney. Sure. I remember watching the Motown. Uh, 25th anniversary special, and every kid in my school was trying to do the moonwalk the next yes, day. Yes, we all of us universally, fat kids, white kids, Puerto Rican kids, we all wanted to be Michael Jackson after you saw that mo- and we all yeah. saw it. It wasn't yeah. like anybody said, "Oh, I missed that." We all saw it. Yes, because we all knew to watch it. It's like, and you're not going to get a second chance. It's not like you can tape it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Cher's new new fling. He doesn't know who Kuchin Kente is. Has no idea. I don't. I don't. I don't know what his cultural experiences are. How far deep into the television history he goes, but uh, yeah, he, he he probably has no idea about Toby. And some people and listening probably going, "Wait a minute, you guys are basing relationship off of a television show, a shared experience on media." I'm not talking about just romantic relationships. I just find it interesting when we make <laughs> a reference to something, and somebody doesn't know what you're actually referencing, and it seems yeah. like it's so. Big that it's like 
you know, I'll try to make it more relevant, like to today's time. Like it used to be, he's the fifth Beatle. Then yeah. you say he's the sixth Backstreet Boy, uh-huh. and somebody goes, "Who are the Backstreet Boys?" That's right. Yeah, what are yeah, you yeah, talking yeah. about? Yeah. You don't know who the Backstreet That's Boys true. are. <laughs> I did make a reference last night. Surprised me. I made a reference uh, from a, a line from A Few Good Men, and a 26 year old female laughed out loud. Oh, she watched like, A Few Good you know, Men. You know A Few Good Men? Wow, you love it. That's a dream girl. And then I made a reference. <laughs> I made a reference out of uh, Hunt for Red October, and John, my son, said. I don't even know what you're saying. Are you kidding me? And I me? said, "Are you? What are you saying? You've never seen Hunt for Red October." At that point, you got to drop some Smokey and the Bandit. And your girlfriend loves a few good men. She would love Hunt for Red October. You got to go Smokey and the Bandit on him and go. Ain't no way, no way. You come from my loins. I'm going good, home and punch good. your mama in the mouth. Okay. <laughs> Hey, what's going on in your neighborhood we should be talking about? Let us know on social media or you know how to hit us up by email. Maybe somebody in your uh, circle is saying something or doing something or acting in such a way you need to find out from from the Morning Rush of Regulars. Is that out of line or not? We start talking tomorrow. You start talking to 978-9267-978-WCOS. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.